Let me just eliminate all of the white noise for They're you. They're counting on you not understanding what this is all about. They want to create conflict. They want to create this chaos. They want you to be stupid. This is the Conservative Daily Podcast with Joe Waldman. Yeah, I'm a threat because I'm telling you what the Constitution says. And Max McGuire. The flak is the heaviest when the bomber is right above the target about to open the bomb bay doors. And now the Conservative Daily Podcast is on the air. Welcome back to another edition of the Conservative Daily Podcast. My name is Max McGuire. Big show today. Going to bring on our guest in a second. Just want to point this out. The title, I made the title for this show on Facebook, Stolen Elections and Swollen Testicles, because today we're going to be talking about the recall election and what's being called Ballgate, which is the story surrounding Nicki Minaj's cousin's friend in Trinidad who got vaccinated and is now suffering from testicular growths. I don't know. Um, but it's being called Ballgate. So I put that in the title on Facebook just to see what happens. And sure enough, we are live. Eight people watching us on Facebook. <laughs> Facebook does not want anyone to watch a video titled Stolen Elections, Swollen Testicles. No, not, not no, Mr. Producer, you put in stolen testicles. In the in the title, no one stole. Oh, you're right. My apologies. Well, I mean, hey, we don't we don't know. No one's no no. We do. No one stole them. They're just a little little plump right now. Yeah, there we go. There we go. Yes, all of seven people watching us on Facebook. Let's just see how deep the throttling goes. Um, But in the meantime, if you are if you did somehow find a way to make it through any of the big tech censorship, please do give us a thumbs up. Please do watch. Uh, share, comment on DLive, comment, 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 lemons, 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 and just share no matter where you're watching. Share, share, share. Okay, let's bring on our guest for this hour, Mr. Derek Wilburn. Derek, welcome to the show. Hey, man. Good to be here. Good to see you. Feeling wonderful. Let's do this. So we usually start off with uh, giving our guests an opportunity just to explain a little bit about themselves. So go ahead. The, The floor is yours. Uh, Okay, I am an accidental political activist, Uh, basically decided I want to start to do something to make a difference for my country a number of years ago and started having backyard meetings, literal grassroots meetings between members of the black community and members of the Republican Party saying, hey, let's talk, let's get along, let's let's tear this wall down. And that grew into the Rocky Mountain Black Conservatives, which is my 501c3. I rode that wave to elected office ran for vice chairman of the state Republican Party and won, and more recently founded an internship program, POCC, capitalinterns.com, where we take black American college students, send them to Washington, D.C. to work specifically in conservative offices in paid internships and change those young people for life. Wow, it's a, it's a great, great mission. And joining us now from the studio, Mr. Joe Oltman has arrived. So we'll bring him on. My man. What's going on, brother? What's up, brother? How you doing? Snapping necks and cashing checks, baby. A little bit of both, huh? Yeah. 24-7. So, Derek is my brother so Derek, from another mother, just so, just so everyone knows. So, Derek, you sent over a video. Why don't you, why don't you set it up? Um, you're at a CRT hearing meeting. Set it up. Can, can I set it up? This is school. Can, can I can I set it up? Can I set up? Can I just yeah, give, just, out, just give you my my two bits on this? So so let me tell you something. Derek is about to and and this is my take on Derek. Derek has stood up for truth for years, years. This isn't he just walked out one day and went to a CRT meeting and said I'm going to drop a little bit of truth on you. He's been doing this for years. And he's been doing it unselfishly. Some of the stuff that you've done in the past, I I, want to brag about you. You're bringing bringing people from minority communities to Congress, right? Having them become aides to Republicans so that they can change, have a paradigm shift in their minds about what the Republican Party, what do conservatives really look like, right? That's exactly right. 
And, and you have been, and I, and I have to tell you guys, this is being in the trenches. This is actually doing. This is not just waiting for somebody else to do it. This is not, hey, look, talking the talk. It's talking the talk, walking the walk, building those relationships, and changing these young people's lives forever. So this video you're about to see went viral. It went, vi it went everywhere. Wow. Millions of views. It was on Fox News. It was all over the country. I think OAN picked it up. I think Newsmax picked it up. I know that you were on Fox and Friends, right? Weren't you on Fox and Friends with this? I was on Fox and Friends. I was on Newsmax. I was on the National Desk and a couple others. And, and, and I have to tell you, I, I remember when you, when you sent something to me, I'm going to have to tell you that I, I, I was responsible for part of you going viral, so you're welcome. <laughs> Thank I, can't you. I can't take credit for it, actually, but I, I wanted to. Um, but uh, let's go ahead and play the clip, and then we'll come back well, and have you describe what happened. Well, set up. This, this clip is about, basically, just for everyone, just as we're going. Critical race theory. Critical uh, race theory. Local school district, mm -hmm. I'll give it to you. Local school district was having public input. Where, school District 49 here in Colorado Springs, where I live, uh, was considering whether or not to introduce critical race theory into K-12 curriculum. They put out the word that we were having a meeting and soliciting input from the public. People came and spoke pro and spoke con, and I was one of those. Awesome. So, Mr. Bruce, let's play the clip and everyone watch it. I encourage you, if you agree, stay, stay by your seat, but stand up. Okay, that way we can see that. Thank you. Sir, please go ahead. Good evening, board. <laughs> I'd like to begin my comments tonight by reading a quote, which in essence is the genesis of all of this Black Lives Matter, social justice, CRT conversations we're having in our country today. Quote, I am not going to stand up to show pride in a flag for a country that oppresses black people and people of color, close quote. Colin Kaepernick, August 2016. I am the direct descendant of the North American slave trade. Both my parents are black, all four of my grandparents are black, all eight of my great-great-grandparents, all 16 of my great-greats. On my mother's side, my ancestors were enslaved in Alabama. On my father's side, we were enslaved in Texas. I am not oppressed. I'm not oppressed, and I'm not a victim. I'm neither oppressed nor a victim. I travel all across this country of ours. And I check into hotels, and I fly commercially, and I walk into retail establishments, and I order food in restaurants. I go wherever I want, whenever I want. I am treated with kindness, dignity, and respect, literally from coast to coast. I have three children. They are not oppressed either, although they are victims. I've taught my children they are victims of three things, their own ignorance, their own laziness, and their own poor decision-making. That is all. My children, we are not victims of America. We are not victims of some unseen 190-year-old force that kind of floats around in the ether. Putting critical race theory into our classrooms is taking our nation in the wrong direction. Racism in America would by and large be dead today if it were not for certain people and institutions keeping it on life support. And sadly, sadly, very sadly, one of those institutions is the American education system. I can think of nothing more damaging to a society than to tell a baby born today that she has grievances against another baby born today simply because of what their ancestors may have done two centuries ago. There is simply no point in doing that to our children. And putting critical race theory into our classrooms in part does that. Putting critical race theory into our classrooms is not combating racism. It's fanning the flames of what little embers are left. I encourage you to support this resolution. Let racism die the death it deserves. And let's keep living the life of the country that we are. Thank you. Well, that's great. That's great. So yes, I did. I, I, I see a lot of white people behind you in that clip. I didn't see a lot of white rage, which which I guess the liberals are mad about. Um, no, that was great. 
only one guy, the guy in the pink shirt. <laughs> ah, and uh, actually, if you, if you go to my YouTube channel, he spoke that night, too, and he began his speech with America was built on racism and blah, blah, blah. Uh, ah. You could only S see white people white in that liberal. camera angle. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So the white liberals are convinced that we blacks are oppressed. And one of us, a black, stands up and says, no, I'm not. They jump on us and say, yes, you are. You're just too stupid to know it. And that's what they've been telling me for the last four weeks. You're, you're too stupid to know it. Well, I'm going to tell yeah, you. Yeah, you don't something. even know that you're oppressed. Yeah, you don't know you're oppressed because you're. Th this is the Stockholm syndrome, I think is what they equated to. This is the to. Stockholm syndrome. Yeah. But, you know, when I look around, what I see is a country that twice voted for a black man to be our president. In that administration, we had two consecutive black attorneys general. In the previous administration, we had two consecutive black secretaries of state. We have black congressional representatives. We have black mayors from coast to coast. We have black millionaires. We now even have black billionaires in this country. Where is this oppression? I don't live it, and I'm the one that lives inside of my skin. You're, you're talking about Robert Smith is the black billionaire who's done a lot of good for this country in a lot of different ways. Yeah. Oprah Winfrey is now worth 3.2. Yeah. And the founder of BET, uh, Robert, uh, can't think of his name. He's worth billions. So, you know, this country, these people that, that claim people of color are so oppressed. Here's what people of color do. People of color in other countries. They fashion together homemade boats out of bathtubs and tires. Put those things in the water and risk being eaten alive by 12-foot-long fish just to get here. Nobody does that in order to reach a land of oppression. It's just not true. Well, Period. No, no, it's not true. Well, so, so I, I can't help but look at your shirt, and it's one of the announcements that we're going to be making, I think, today um, that uh, we've been having conversations with for some time. And... Uh, it says Uncle Tom, <laughs> which, which we've had this conversation. I can't stop laughing about it because I think it's funny. I don't think the fact that they call people who are that really have a, a high degree of understanding and awareness of what's around them, Uncle Tom, I don't think that's funny. Actually, I, I think it pisses me off because it's the same gaslighting that they always do that you need saving. You can't save yourself. Yep. You're a victim. You don't know that you're a victim. Um, so, so the, we're, it's kind of a play on words, but we're, we're going to do something really special, right? We're going to launch something, right? We are going to launch Uncle Tom Talks. Uh, I'm going to be the host. I've got guests lined up even as we speak coming to this podcast channel. I believe we're going to start Tuesday, Thursdays, but there's a few yep. wrinkles to still iron out. But what most people, here's what most people who say that, here's their, the fatal flaw. Most of them have never read the book. They're completely ignorant. They don't even know who Tom was. He was far from a sellout and far from a turncoat, which is how they use that term. He was just the opposite. Uh, he, most of them, have, they couldn't tell you who wrote it, when it was written. They couldn't tell you anything about the book. They just know that they are ignorantly calling people like me Uncle Tom, thinking it's an insult without even realizing it's actually a compliment. Well, and, and by the way, because it's a compliment, they're going to take it away from you. So just it's going to be a matter of time until yeah. they call it something else, like Uncle Leroy or something. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, I mean yeah. we'll see how that works for them. But yeah. I'm looking forward to it. So we're going to do Uncle Tom Talks, and we're going to get into all kinds of things. You know, white Americans find black conservatism fascinating, and rightfully so. It's difficult swimming upstream. Uh, against the rest of the salmon. And those of us who do it, Ben Carson, Alan West, Condoleezza Rice, uh, uh, Mia Love, I mean, we, we all know the names. Uh, there's, all, there's not that many of us. But when we're willing to step out of line and say to our own community, look, here's the problem. The, the, the problem is it isn't so much that Democrat policies are bad or evil, although I personally would argue most of them are. That's not even the problem. The problem is competition always benefits the consumer, always. And what we in the black community have done is we've said to one political party, you have no competition for our votes, none. We're only gonna vote for you every single time. And when you look around black communities in this country, you see the results of that electoral strategy, it's not working. Well, so I wanna, um, with, with what you just said, what's really interesting about what you just said is that there was someone that I'm not that fond of 
or haven't been up to this point because, frankly, she's done some pretty terrible things and stood up for some very terrible people. And uh, I'm, I'm not, but to see someone like her that became woke all of a sudden, <laughs> it just happened overnight. I mean, it really, and that's Mickey, uh, Nicki Minaj, right? I don't know yeah, if you saw this. Yeah, we'll that later, yeah. But I, but I want to say this, that uh, Nicki Minaj said, right, I can't, because she got canceled on Twitter. Everyone needs to know she got canceled, canceled. Can't, no, no, Twitter, no more Twitter for her. And she goes, what did I say that you're so afraid of? Well, she goes, right, I can't speak to, agree with, even look at someone from a particular political party. People aren't human anymore. If you're black and a Democrat tells you to shove marbles up your ass, you simply yeah. have to. If any, put up image if, 15 while he's talking. Sorry, go ahead. If another party tells you to look out for that bus, stand there and get hit. This is, this, and, and I reposted it, and people just went bananas on several of my channels saying, I can't believe that you actually said that about Nicki Minaj. And I want to I say it. Listen, I may not agree with her tomorrow. I don't agree with her talking about uh, things that, that I, you know, WA, whatever she, she talks about things that I wouldn't, I wouldn't teach my kids to speak that way. I wouldn't Strange teach them to act that way. Stra Strange, Strange bedfellows. bedfellows. But I've been talking about, you can take that down, Mr. Producer, but I've been talking about Strange Bedfellows. Derek, you've been talking about Strange Bedfellows for a long time. I'll tell you what I did. Here's how I put it. So what you're saying is that you're, you're concerned with truth, not the truth's source. Right. The problem we have with CNN and MSNBC is that they stray from truth. So right. I've been saying this forever, and, and people hate when I say this. If the biggest racist in the world, whoever that even is, the current grand dragon of the KKK, if there even is such a person, if right. the biggest racist in the world has a press conference tomorrow and they say two plus two equals ten, that's false. If they say two plus two equals four, that's true. Is that somehow not true just because it was said by a racist? So I don't agree with Nicki Minaj. I would never listen to her music. I would never support her. But if she's speaking the truth, who yeah. cares whether or not it came from well, somebody that I agree with? Well, let's put up what she was saying, because if we put up image four, this was her original tweet that kind of led to what we just read to you. She said, my cousin in Trinidad won't get the vaccine because his friend got it and became impotent. His testicles became swollen. His friend was weeks away from getting married. Now the girl called off the wedding. So just pray on it and make sure you're comfortable with your decision, not bullied. That was her tweet, which has set off what is now being called Ballgate on Twitter because the left doesn't like that she was talking. Where is there room for disagreement there? No, there isn't. And look, I quote Martin Luther King all the time. I did it a couple of days ago, got a couple of emails that came over, says Martin Luther King was a womanizer. And I was like, all right, so let me just be, let me be straight with you. I never walked on water. Derek, did you walk on water? Uh, only one time, and then I woke up, and I actually hadn't. Yeah, so, but, but the, my point is this. It's very simple, and that is I'm a very forgiving guy. I'm even forgiving about people that I, do, I just don't like. I just don't. But I'm like, I, I, I'm like, look, I accept them where they are, not where I want them to be. But I'm willing to call out, and Martin Luther King, by the way, is someone that I hold dear. I hold dear. And you, you know my, my family, and I know your family, right? So I, I love the guy. And people say, well, I, I don't like him, and he was a woman. He did all these things. And I'm like, well, you know, the Lord in the Bible used men, flawed men, often, often used flawed yeah. men. Yeah. Right? And we're if, all if flawed. that's the test, if perfection is the test, then we're in a lot of trouble. Yeah. The Lord used womanizers, adulterers, murderers cowards. Uh, yeah. he, he used all kinds of people to accomplish great things. The issue isn't whether or not you're perfect or even whether or not you're morally superior. Yeah. The issue is, are you anointed and are you called? And Dr. King was called. He, he changed called. an entire country virtually single-handedly. And they killed him for it. Yeah. Our and country killed him for it. Killed him for it. Our country killed him for it. And they memorialized him. Have you been to the MLK Memorial in Washington, D.C.? I have. I grew up there, remember? I grew it's up a shame. in Washington, D.C. There is no mention anywhere on that memorial not one mention that he was a preacher. 
Not a single word. Because I, you God, can't get through any yeah. of his speeches without hearing the word Jesus or Jesus Christ multiple times. But if you go to that memorial, you would swear he is concerned with climate change and 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 making sure that we have gun control. And and it's not true. Not None of that is true. None of that. He is didn't true. talk about any of that stuff. And and Max, I know we're swaying a little bit from this, but but I mean, there's Massive. a part. Well, we are. <laughs> it's okay. But we're talking about. We're talking about Jesus. We're, we're talking about the fundamentals of our society, the, the mores of our society that have been taken from us. And, and, and so I've spent a lot of time, I've been, I've, been, I've, I've been studying a lot, I've spent a lot of time studying Martin Luther King, and I always go back to the letter that he wrote in the Birmingham, Alabama jail, right? And there's some things that he says inside that letter that I find fascinating, Right? And he talks about even oppressed people cannot remain oppressed forever. So there's, there's certain things that he said, and he, but he talks about the church, categorically how the church has basically abandoned, abandoned standing up as the example. They, don't lo they no longer are the example. So if I can read just a little part of it, and then, Max, I'll let you admonish me for, for taking over by talking about this. No, this is the one day that I actually put everything in like a document of what we're going to do. Yeah. Step oh, step. I'm sorry. Yeah. So I, I'm totally breaking I it up. It. I'm totally <laughs> breaking it up. And I apologize because I didn't read the document I should have before I got on the podcast. And we've People been trying to get everything on. very structured. The, the title is called Stolen Elections and Swollen Testicles. People are going to come on and be so confused. But go ahead. <laughs> well, we're, we're going to get to the stolen election and swollen, te swollen testicles. And, and Derek knows a lot about this stuff. He's been in deep inside of not the swollen testicle part, Derek. The, the elections part. The, the stolen election, election part. part he definitely knows. <laughs> A bit about, but I want to read this very this this one part because I think it's important. And that is, there was a time when the church was very powerful, and the time when the early Christians rejoiced at being deemed worthy to suffer for what they believed. In those days, the church was not merely a thermometer that recorded the ideas and principles of popular opinion; it was a thermostat that transformed the mores of society. Whenever the early Christians entered a town, the people in power became disturbed and immediately sought to convict the Christians of being disturbers of the peace and outside agitators. But the Christians pressed on, and the conviction that they were a colony of heaven called to obey God rather than man. Small in numbers, they were big in commitment. They were too God-intoxicated to be astronomically intimidated. By their efforts and example, they brought an end to such evil, ancient evils as infant. And I always have trouble with this word. Infanticide? <laughs> Infanticide, sorry. And gladiatorial contests. See, I can't say ambulance either very well when I'm looking at it. it maybe, I don't know. Things are different now. So often the contemporary church is a weak, ineffectual voice with uncertain sound. So often an arch defender of the status quo, far from being disturbed by the presence of the church, the power structure of the average community is consoled by the church's silence and often even vocal sanction of things as they are. But the judgment of God, that he talks about God in nearly every paragraph. The judgment of God is upon the church as never before. If today's church does not recapture the sacrificial spirit, sacrificial spirit, of the early church, it will lose its authenticity, forfeit the loyalty of millions, and dismissed as an irrelevant social club with no meaning for the 20th century. Every day I meet young people who are disappointed with the church has turned into outright disgust. That is where we are today. If you were written, this is written in 1963, it's as if it was written today. Like we are dealing with it right now. And yet they even rewrite and have revisionist history on the Reverend Martin Luther King. They did it to him. The person that transformed our society. So, I'll tell you what. I'm reading a book right now that will rock your world. I, I just Everyone ordered watching. it. What are you talking about? You sent it to Christianity me. Christianity and Wokeness? I, yeah, Christianity and Wokeness. You sent it to me. Yeah. Uh, every. Yeah. I mean, this thing is – I'm tearing it apart. In fact, I'm going to go and get it and put it on screen so viewers can can see what it is. But yeah. uh, it's talking about this very thing, how this, this is creeping into the church even. And – Churches are cowering before the knee of political correctness and social justice when it should be just the other way around. I'll be right back. <laughs> well, while he's gone, going to mention that we have the shirts up. If you put up my screen, Mr. Producer, the shirts are now up on the store in dire distress. Oh, hold on a second. We'll put up, put I thought up we'd pick up an ad. We'll pick up an ad real quick. Hold on a second, Derek. Hold on. Up. Oh. In well, dire distress. Go, go back to dark screen, and I'll redo the ad. <laughs> oh, I like that shirt. 
I put okay. up the book so everyone can right, see it. Show us the book. Show us the book. Show us the book. And, and put down. Derek full screen so they can all see it. All right. So this is Christianity and Wokeness. And who's that by? How, do, how the social justice movement has hijacked the gospel and the way to stop it by Owen Strachan. Owen Strachan, Christianity and Wokeness. This book is changing my life. And I don't say that lightly. There's only two things in contemporarily that I say that about. That book is one of them. And this movie is the other one. Okay, back it up a little bit. Go ahead, put it full screen for Derek, please. The Trayvon Have you ever hoax. seen this, Joe? The Trayvon I have hoax? not. I have not. Unmasked the witness fraud that divided America. It's a book. Who wrote that book? Who wrote that book, Derek? Uh, Joel, it's a, it's a movie, and then he had it converted. Oh, it's a guy's okay. name is Joel Gilbert. Joel Gilbert, okay. So I'll give you, you the backstory on this real quick. So this move, this this film was produced about, I don't know, 2017, 2016. It's been a minute. And someone who knew Joel and knew me called me and called him and said, hey, you need to watch this movie and write an endorsement and tell everybody, you know, blah, blah, blah. Put me in touch with this Joel guy. He calls me one day from his house in Hollywood. So he produced and directed this film. It's a documentary. And he actually does the documenting himself. Tells me about the thing, sends me a couple DVDs in the mail, says, hey, will you watch it and write me a foreword or something like that? I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the thing comes in the mail, and I stuffed it in my computer bag, and I really was thinking at the time, hey, Trayvon has been seven years. Let's just, now can we just move on here kind of thing? I was on a trip, a recruiting trip for my internship program. I was at Florida Atlantic University in Boca Raton. And it so happened that in my hotel room, they had a DVD player. So I said, well, I told the guy I'll watch it, so I'll watch it put it in the DVD player and watched it. That movie changed my life. It's unbelievable. Well, it is unbelievable. Well, there's two, things, there's two things that I want to do. I want to get Mr. Producer, write this down. I want to get uh, Owen Sachin. I want to get him on, uh, on the show. So if we can get Owen Sachin so he can talk about his book. I know that we had Jack uh, Prosobic on the, on the thing uh, you know, last week, or was it this week? It was this week. Um, and, but I want to get him on. And then, Derek, if you could connect us. I know you're probably going to have him on your show as well, but I'll, I'll watch that movie. Is it on Netflix at all? Uh, I'm, there are some companies to whom I refuse to give anything resembling my business. Netflix is one of them. All right. so well, really Amazon's one for me. So yeah, I I'm, sure, I'm sure it's I'm, on both. I'm totally screwed. I mean, well, maybe you can send me a, I don't even have a DVD player. So remember the end of Indiana Jones when all the Nazis are staring at the Ark of the Covenant and their head explodes? If you if they sent that movie to Netflix, that would happen among Netflix's offices. They'd see it and they just go, oh, they just all just start melting. It's, it's bizarre. Because the Trayvon hoax, it's not referring, the, the title isn't necessarily referring specifically to what happened in the Trayvon Martin case, although that's a part of it. Yeah. But it's a broader umbrella. The Trayvon hoax is what liberal America actually does to keep blacks on the vote, the voting farm, to keep the cattle on the vote farm. The Trayvon hoax is very broad. It's been going on for 70 years. And the way he describes it, I finished that movie, I shut it off, and I sat there for 10 minutes in the dark. I couldn't even move. It's going to mess you up. Yeah. Well, I'm going to tell well, you also, that, that, What okay, will also you, mess you up is how amazing the new shirt in our store is. If we go to my screen, in dire nice distress. In dire distress. It, it, it's it's very serious to put the American flag upside down, but what we are experiencing with this administration absolutely warrants it. It's available in, let's just go to one of these. It's available in white, in black, red, navy, and in gray. I like the gray. But I'm, yeah, I'm a gray I like the guy. red. So, well, that's why we have all different options. Uh, so head to our store, store.conservative-daily.com, and you'll find In Dire Distress and, uh, and pick one up. And it's going to be a huge conversation starter. I, I, I really think so. You start walking around this shirt, lots of people are going to be asking you, why is that flag upside down? And then it's a, then it's a red pill those come moment. in sizes big enough to cover up Joe's 24-inch pythons? Let's go, baby. <laughs> and getting bigger. 3XL. Put those 3XL. things away. Oh, uh, you know. Come on, man. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be like on a, a, a chicken farm. I'm going to have pecs everywhere. <laughs> I'm gonna give you credit. The producer's for the first like, I'm out. I'm out. Yeah, no. Look, I'm 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 on the I'm getting rid of my COVID uh, 30, so I'm I'm down a little bit. Um, I've done it by starving myself to death and working out. 
uh, late at night uh, nice. and eating less. So uh, it'll be gonna, soon. Gonna have a bad be back case of pectoralis scoliosis. Well, and I'm and, and <laughs> yeah, pre- pretty amazing stuff actually. I think. All right. So, so, we, so we, up, we were we, on CRT. Are we going back there? Yeah. Yeah. We can go on that. We we, we hit CRT. We hit Nicki Minaj. Which one do we want to go to right now? Because we well, have. I, I think a lot of, of I've found that a lot of people are hearing all this CRT noise, but they don't really know what it truly is. If somebody were to ask, "What is CRT?" I'd be willing to bet that many, if not most, people watching this, they couldn't answer that question. They really just don't know. They know they know that it's bad and they don't want it and they're against it. They don't really know what it is. So, in in a nutshell, here's what critical race theory. The mistake, and I've been on. I was on the Dr. Phil show debating a guy about this last week. A lot of people think that critical race theory is just teaching history, and it's not. Now, we need to teach history, all of it, the good, the bad, and the ugly. America's got some ugly history, and we need to teach that. But history is matters of fact. Critical race theory, theories are not facts. So it's not just teaching history. What critical race theory is teaching is, number one, that race is not a biological function that race is not a set of biological determinants that are common to certain subsets of human beings, like skin color, but rather race is actually a social construct through which Caucasians oppress and exploit people of color. So they want to tell white kids, imagine the guilt trip of telling a fifth grader that you are part of a racist uh, oppressing class of people who are keeping others from getting ahead in life. Why would you tell that to anybody, let alone a 12-year-old? That's yeah, true. That's what it is. I mean, that, that's at, a core, at its core, that's what it is. Yep. Yeah. Well, I'm going to tell you, it, 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 by the way, it started in law schools. I mean, if you want to go back to, yep. to where it came from, it started in law schools, and they tested it there and tried to see if they can convince people that have to win an argument whether or not that's something that they could actually push out to the, the broader masses. So, that, so they, they, over time, perfected it and then pushed it out to the masses and said, okay, we think we can make this make sense to the masses, so now let's just indoctrinate kids. And they, it just fell further and further down the funnel until it got to our, our kids in, in elementary school. And then they went into the education system and said, look, we're going to transform the education system so that we push people to not be proud to be an American, not be proud to want to work for this nation, not be proud of the history, but just concentrate on all the negative things that they possibly can come up with and make up whatever they can't come up with. Just make it up so they can destroy the fiber of our country. That's what communism and Marxism has done in our nation. That right there specifically. That's exactly right, Joe. And I'll tell you what, the, the two most damaging things that have happened in our country in our lifetime. Yeah. Number one is the introduction, introduction of no-fault divorce, where I don't like you, you don't like me, we'll go our separate ways, and now the kids become the ping-pong balls. Yeah. Terrible repercussions for society. Number two is the wholesale hijacking of our education system in general by the left, our schools of law, and elite schools of law in specific. So those schools... Here's why I'm doing school board now. I'm showing up at our school boards. I'm injecting myself and what little celebrity cred I have everywhere I can because we allowed the furthest left of the left to hijack our education system in the 1960s and 1970s. And now, 50 years later, we're realizing the fruit. If we conservatives get involved at the school and school board level today, then 10 to 50 years from now, some of these things will begin to work themselves out. And if you're watching this show and you're a conservative, if you can't name a single member of your local school board, not one, you don't know where they meet, you don't know when they meet, you don't know how often they get elected and run for, you don't know anything about your local school board, then you are not a part of the solution. Correct. Yeah, and I'll ask you this. I imagine that some of the, the most heat you get if it's not from white liberals, it's probably from black liberals. They, I mean, they, you, you mentioned it. They call you Uncle Tom, all that. What is that like? Because obviously, you are, you're looking out for everyone, right? But the, the idea that you are somehow betraying your community—that's why they say you're, you're betraying your people or your community. What has that been? Like? Yeah, and I really, what is to answer your question? What it's like is I really don't care. On a personal level, I've got a thick enough skin. I've grown used to it. 
but it's like living in bizarro world. So in other words, if I would have gotten up at that school board meeting and I would have said, I'm oppressed, America sucks, this is a racist country, the white supremacists are taking over, my children are victims who can't get ahead, I'd be the left's hero. They would love that. But to your point, and it's a good point, when you look around the country, so systemic racism, as people ask me, is systemic racism real? Yes, it's real. I don't have any problem admitting that. It's absolutely real. But you can't ask that question in isolation. If you're going to say, is there systemic racism, you have to ask, who runs the system? And when you look at black neighborhoods around this country, Chicago, Illinois, where I was born, Democrat mayor since the beginning of time, 50-member city council, 46 Democrats, four independents, zero Republicans. Baltimore, Democrat mayor since the beginning of time, 15-member city council, currently 15 Democrats, zero Republicans. St. Louis, Democrat mayor since the beginning of time, 28-member city council, 28 Democrats, zero Republicans. And we can keep going. As Joe yeah. knows, I know them all. Milwaukee, Los Angeles. You can walk through the whole thing. Orleans, I've seen them do it. They're and people all are like the this. same. And it's always the so, Derek. It's always the white. The it's always the white liberals, though, that are pushing down these, yeah, these th- this craziness. Yeah, and people look and at each other like, yeah, the yeah. reason why I'm not successful is because of the white man. Well, I mean, it's good to have somebody to blame things on. I've lived my entire life, and I'm, I, you know, it's it's all the white man's fault. The reason I bring I brought that up is because this whole thing with Nicki Minaj. Again, anyone just coming in, Nicki Minaj says that her cousin's friend in the Trinidad got swollen testicles by taking the vaccine and the left and the media are out to disprove it in any way, shape or form that they can, which we'll get to that in a little bit. The health minister in Trinidad actually sought out the swollen testicles and declared that he was unable to find them. Um, and <laughs> so, I mean, that, that's how weird it's getting, but there was a moment on MSNBC where Joy Reid berates, um, berates her and Nicki Minaj. And she is surrounded by two white guests who are just nodding their head in agreement. It's like the weirdest thing I've ever seen. And I want to play. I don't know. Have you guys seen this? I have not seen it. I've not right, seen let, it. Let, 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 let's go to it. Let's play cut seven. And people like Nicki Minaj, I have to say this. You have a platform, sister, that is 22 million followers. Okay. I have 2 million followers. You have 22 million followers on Twitter. For you to use your platform to encourage our community to not protect themselves and save their lives, my God, sister, you could do better than that. You got that platform. It's it's a blessing. It's a blessing that you got that, that people listen to you. And they listen to you more than they listen to me. For you to use your platform to put people in the position of dying from a disease they don't have to die from. Oh my God, as a fan, as a hip hop fan, as somebody who was your fan, I'm so sad that you did that. So sad that you did that, sister. <laughs> so Unbelievable. All right, so she's un- berating be- a black woman surrounded by two white people. Yep, yep, this, I like this. So, okay, so, 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 let me- so first of all, is, is telling people to get informed before you get vaccinated, is that even a political stance? Second of all, this, a virus has approximately a 99.3% survival rate, depending upon what demographic of the public we're talking about. You're talking about people over 75 years old. Of course, it's a different number. But for the aggregate of our country, it's around 99%. Putting your lives at risk. If I get the vaccine, am I A, guaranteed not to contract COVID? B, if I contract COVID, am I guaranteed not to transmit it to somebody else? And C, does that exempt me from these mask mandates in liberal cities. It doesn't do any of that. No, right, well, it doesn't. But let, she doesn't let, address let, those. Wait, let, let me ask you another question, all right? So the chances right now of an adverse reaction that will kill you, they say, is 1 in 16,000. 1 in 16,000 that you can die from taking the vaccine. That's what they said. 1 in 16,000 adverse reaction leading to death, right? So it was on the VAERS thing. They did the, the whole diagram. Let's hypothetically say that it's one in 50,000. One in 50,000, right? Okay, I'm moving it up for him. Vaccine does not kill you. I'm not talking about adverse reaction, but just, it kills you. I got a big old pot of M&Ms. I got a big thing of M&Ms, 50,000 of them. I have one M&M, it's not an M&M, it's fentanyl. It's fentanyl. Now, if you eat the other M&Ms, 
you know, hey, listen, you, you might live. Derek, are you sticking, Max, are, either one of you, are you sticking your hand in that deal and picking up an M&M? One in 50,000. A snowball in Scottsdale has a better chance than of me eating one of those M&Ms. See, that, but that's my point is that they don't even talk about the M&M that's fentanyl. They don't talk about yeah. it. They don't talk about the adverse reaction. Now, to bring it down to adverse reaction, it's one in 10,000. So now you have one fentanyl ball in there, and you got a whole bunch of balls in there that are going to make it so you can't walk, talk, you get a blood clot, you can't go to sports again. It ruins your life. Ruins your life. For all intents and purposes, for some indeterminate period of time, you literally go backwards, your life pauses, and you have some serious health issues. One in 10,000. And they don't talk about this. They don't talk and, about the fact that... Here's the point you're making, Joe. You're, you're making it without, without realizing that you're making it because you're on another track. What Joy Reid does is what they always do, and that is personal attack. So she went after Nicki Minaj personally, not after what she said, not after the science and the facts like you just did. It's always personal. They did this to me in my CRT speech, calling me names. He doesn't know the black experience, yada, yada, yada. It's all about me personally not what I actually said. Joy right. Reid is never going to go down the statistical road you just went down. She'll just sit there and blast Nicki Minaj personally for the rest of the week. Yeah, and 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 I, and, I, and we 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 need to get to the place where we actually just give people the choice. I'm not anti-vaccine. I want to be really clear, but I'm anti this vaccine, an mRNA altering. Normally, it wouldn't be called a vaccine if they didn't change it. I'm against this because people are dying. They only had nine months to build it. And we have this thing called ivermectin that, that, that is saving people's lives. And they have doctors that are gaslighting something that's saving people's lives. Hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin. They're gaslighting. So are, are you going to get the Novavax vaccine when it comes out? What? That's gonna. That, are you gonna get the Novavax? Novavax. I don't even know what that that's is. That's not. That's not mRNA. That's not the viral vector that Johnson Johnson. It's just the regular protein. It's the same as the flu shot. So the answer is no. I've never gotten a flu shot because okay. I have an immune system. Me neither. I have an immune system. I, no. My, everybody has to know their own situation to make. You know, the whole idea of my body, my choice. The left has thrown that out. Right. It was my body, my choice up until a couple of months ago. Personally, they went back to it for a minute. Is, they went back to it for a minute for, talking for, for, about for, Texas. Yeah. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Yeah, then they're yeah. like, my body, yeah, my body. same day. My body, personally. Yeah. I am walking around so pumped full of antibodies. I haven't had a prescription medication in my body since 1999. And even then, it was a painkiller because I had to have my Achilles heel reattached after I snapped to playing basketball. Prior to that, I haven't had any prescription medication in my body since high school when I was taking acne stuff. I, I got, a, I got a, a head cold. I had some sniffles and what have you three or four or five years ago. That's it. I'm walking around so full of antibodies and immunity that I'm perfectly willing to take my chances. It's not the government's place to tell me you must get stuck by this stuff when typically, what do we normally have? Anywhere from seven to 15 years of human trials on vaccinations, oh, yeah. and this one's had like 13 months, not yeah. gonna happen. Well, it's not anyone's job. It's not anyone's job. And if you put up image eight, I don't think Joy Reid's gonna go after Nicki Minaj for long because Nicki Minaj, as the kids like to say, she clapped back, put up image eight. She said, this is what happens when you're so thirsty to down another black woman by the request of the white man that you didn't bother to read all my tweets. My God, sister, do better. Imagine getting your dumb ass on TV a minute after a tweet to spread a false narrative about a black woman. Again, Ouch. strange bedfellows. Straight fe strange bedfellows. I, I'm rooting for Nicki Minaj. I don't know how it happened. Put up image nine. She's growing on me. Tucker Carlson defended her, image nine, and she just responded with bullseye. She retweeted his video defending her, and her, and her little addition was just a little bullseye emoji on target. Growing on me. Hey, listen. And then the, the last, the last one, the last one. Why she's really growing on me? If we put up image ten, Megan McCain tried to go after her. Said that's entirely enough internet for today. Responding to the tweet about Nicki Minaj's cousin's friend in the Trinidad who has swollen testicles from the vaccine. And if we go to image eleven, this is what Minaj 
went back, eat shit, you. Again, strange bedfellows. Go after Megan McCain. Hey, I love the courage. I love the courage. I can't get any more excited I, you about know what, this. Here's what happened. I'm going to tell you. Let me just give you my thought on what happened with Nicki Minaj. Ready? She played what Hollywood told her to play. They wrote her script. Now, she looked in her bank account. And she was like this. She was like, all right, so I got one zero there. Look, I added two more zeros. I'm good. It's time for me to start speaking truth. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. come on. That's what happens. I promise you, you get to a certain point and you go, I'm not doing it anymore. I, I, I mean, you have baseball players, football players. Then they walk out there and said, end racism on the top of the thing. They look out on the, on the thing and go, no, nah, I'm good. I think I'm retiring. I think that's what she's doing. She's just finally saying, listen, yeah. I'm going to speak common sense. Yeah. This stuff is stupid. Yeah. And, and actually, there's one more. If we go to image uh, 13, oh, image 13, Piers Morgan started going after. Piers Morgan, British gun control activist, among other things. B Piers Morgan said, Madam, we met at whatever this award show when you appeared as a guest act, but you refer refused to say hello to my three sons because you were, quote, too, too busy. Oh, and it's Piers. I know we Brit names all sound alike. And Nicki Minaj clapped back. Stop effing lying. I never turned down pics with kids. If a middle person told you that, they were out of line. Don't blame me, you stupid piece of shit. <laughs> right Again, down the top, right? Strange, strange bedfellows. I don't know what's going on here. She's getting after all the people I want her to you, get after. I'm, I'm, I'm off of Twitter. I'm off of Facebook. I don't see any of this stuff, and I feel the better for it. But, you know, ultimately... This we're, we're these are all branches to the same tree trunk, and where this ultimately all lives is a bloated, expansive, overbearing federal governing structure. That's actually the root problem of all this stuff. So you've got these vaccination mandates that have been handed down to the military and to all government employees, and now if you have employed more than three employees, we're going to withhold this and 100 million people. All this stuff, we, people are starting to realize that the core functions of government, we're way outside of that fence, way outside. And Nicki Minaj is even realizing it. She doesn't realize that's what she's talking about, but ultimately that's what she's talking about. The government is taking on too much responsibility, is believes it has powers it does not have, and the way we rein them in is up to us by doing things like this podcast and letting them know, because that's really what's going on. Yeah. It, Hey, listen, I'm going to tell you something. I, what did I say a couple a couple episodes ago, like a couple weeks ago, Max? I was like, look, it's coming to the point you where... You say a lot of things. What do you say? Well, I mean, when I talked about the, the mafia, <laughs> the mob, the, the, the gangs yeah, yeah, out yeah. there, that we're going to become bedfellows, unlikely bedfellows. We all want the same thing. Let me just tell you what we want. First of all, Latin kings and all those guys, they believe in Jesus. They'll wear the rosary. They'll wear their cross. Yeah, there are things that they probably do that I wouldn't do. Actually, I know that there are things that I do that I wouldn't do, right? But stand in the gap. They want life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. That's, that's what they want, right? They, they, they just want opportunity. And these people, these communist you know, terrorists that we're dealing with in our society right now, they want to steal that from us. They want to take that away from everyone. We want to make you equally suck. <laughs> that should be a T-shirt, equally yeah. suck. <laughs> and they don't even realize it. They don't even realize it. And that, that's the pathetic part. When you have somebody, an elected yeah. representative of the American people, go to a $30,000 a plate dinner wearing a dress saying tax the rich. Yeah. Things have really taken a hard turn into crazy land. Yeah, they have. I don't see anything and like I, that. I, and I want to close out the saga of the swollen testicles, and then we can talk about other things. But Oh, the election. They're they're fact-checking the swollen testicles. Do you guys know that? The fact-checkers oh, yeah. are on it? Yeah. The fact-checkers are totally yeah. on it. If we go to image 16, this is the Associated Press. Associated Press check experts have debunked the claim that erectile dysfunction and swollen testicles are linked to COVID-19 vaccines. Apparently, the experts have found this random dude in Trinidad, got out their, their little ruler, and they've debunked the claim. That's do you know? AP. Do you know how stupid that is? <laughs> do you know how stupid it is to even say that you've debunked it? It's like gaslighting everything. It's just gas, gas, gas. Shh. 
We're trying no, to nothing watch. to see here. All right, go ahead. Why would Nicki Minaj make something like that up? I mean, of okay. all the bizarre things to just make up. Yeah, it, it could be 20, anything. And you know what all she said? Well, just make sure that you're educated and informed. Make a choice. That's it. Check. Just double check. The left doesn't want you, you to do that. 17. That's the, the public Reuters getting educated and informed. The, so the public getting educated and informed is not in the left's best interest. Yeah. On anything. Put up, put well, up, the, the left are pretty put, stupid put up people. 17. I mean, while while it, everyone talks, know. put up 17. Image 17. <laughs> Nicki Minaj's COVID-19 vaccine swollen testicles claim is false, says the Trinidad health minister. <laughs> They've dragged him into this. <laughs> they tracked this poor guy. And we have a clip. Should we play the clip? Yes, we have to play the clip. Minister? Yes. Okay. All right. This is the health minister having a press conference about Nicki Minaj's cousin's friend's swollen testicle. Play cut 18. One of the reasons we could not respond yesterday in real time to Miss Minaj is that we had to check and make sure that what she was claiming was either true or false. We did, we, and unfortunately, we wasted so much time yesterday running down this false claim. It is, as far as we know, at this point in time, there has been no such reported either side effect or adverse event. And what was sad about this is that it wasted our time yesterday <laughs> trying to track down because we take all these claims seriously, whether it's on social media or mainstream media. As we stand now, there is absolutely no reported such side effect or adverse event of testicular swelling in Trinidad or I dare say Dr. Hines anywhere else. None that anywhere. <laughs> All right. So, Airman, there be no testicular <laughs> swelling in Trinidad. And then he looks over, or anywhere, and the guy's like, yep. So not only did they track down all <laughs> 1.395 million people, cut that in half, because you have men and women, they got the 700,000, so they checked they checked 1.4 million testicles. I guess they're, yeah. all, they're all good. They're all perfect. They're all, they're all safe and sound. The other guy said the entire world, so he's speaking for every man on earth. Just so dumb. Un it's so dumb. Unbelievable. <laughs> well, I mean, this is what we're All over a tweet. Oh, yeah. This is yeah. what we're dealing with. Yeah. Yeah. Real quick, real quick. Derek, let, let me let me role play this with you. You be the Trinidad health inspector. I'll be Nicki Minaj's cousin's friend. You ask me if I, if I have swollen testicles. Do you have swollen testicles? I have no idea what you're talking about. End scene. End scene. <laughs> who's gonna see? Who's gonna say? The random knock on the door. I'm the guy. Like, it was gonna be like, like this. I'm not, the guy. I'm yeah. impotent, so I'm never gonna get remarried again. <laughs> this right? Is me. Never married. It's yeah. yeah. Who's gonna say like? Yeah, I got big nuts. <laughs> but why would she lie? And look, what she was saying was she wasn't saying don't mm -hmm. get it. She said make sure that you're well informed to make sure that you make the right choice for you. That's it. They're afraid of yeah, people but, thinking for themselves. Yeah, and there you go. This is the most interesting geopolitical, social political um, uh, commentary. So generally speaking, those on the left, those to the left politically, are in favor of getting vaccinated, make sure you're vaccinated, vaccinate, vaccinate, vaccinate. And then we on the right tend to be more, make your own choices concerning your own body, get educated, water. Why is that so? Why is the left so intent upon seeing as many people as possible get jabbed with this juice? Why do they care? Because and, and, and they're saying that the unvaccinated are causing the vaccinated to get. But that's not the way it works. Well, See, they're trying not, to pit one side against the other. That's what they're trying to do. They're trying to get one side. That's not the way it works, them. though. That's not the way science works. We ignore science. Ah. Hello, hello. Yeah. If you're vaccinated and you're immune, why do you care if I am or not? But, but that's the point. They haven't even made the argument, Derek. They haven't used science to make the argument because they can't make the argument. Now, there are breakthrough Bingo. cases. 
But, but, but that's not, the breakthrough cases aren't causing nearly 60% of the people that are in hospitals right now that are dying. Those are all vaccinated people. And if you move the number of people that within 14 days got their vaccines over into the, that have died, because those are not considered vaccinated people. If you, if you actually, oh, really? no, no, if you get the vaccine, you die within 14 days, you're not vaccinated. Yeah, they don't consider. So you don't go into that statistical yeah. column. No, no, you're not in the column. Not until you're you not have in the column. And nobody knows this. Huh. Well, you would be. You would be if you got the J and J because you have one dose. So they probably would keep you there. I, I don't. But uh, the other ones, yeah, you're not fully vaccinated, then you're not vaccinated. No, it's still even with the double dose, 14 days after. Single dose is 14 days after too. It doesn't matter. Within 14 days of getting the vaccine, if you don't get the second shot and it's two months or a month or whatever it is, you're not vaccinated. If you get the dosage on J&J and, you, and 14 days later you die, guess what? You are no. now the unvaccinated. They, they lie about everything. We're, we act like we're surprised, but that's the biggest lie. Derek, you didn't even well, did know you that. See what, did you see what um, Biden is doing right now? Besides Biden, going around the, the country, has, is he going around the country watching people with Trump signs holding outside? No, no. <laughs> the Biden administration cut the allocation for Florida of the antibody treatments in half. Yeah. So there's plenty to go around. They don't. They, they, there's there's still more coming in. It's not like they yeah. have to stockpile this. That's but treasonous. Only half Killing of Americans. The antibodies that, that Florida needs to reach Florida. Yeah. Same with Mississippi. Same with Alabama. All the states that need it now, they're deliberately not giving it to them. Well, and you said what Biden is doing. And of course, we all know what you mean. But Biden isn't doing that. Um, Biden doesn't know what he's doing. This is a show for he personally. No, this is a show for another day. Frankly, so was it was it today or yesterday when he was forgot the name of the Australian prime minister and called him that guy guy, down under the the guy down under. And that's not a euphemism. The guy down under the audio version. And this is another show. The guy. (laughs) This isn't fun to watch. To watch an old man deteriorating right before our eyes, forgetting names, not knowing where he is, falling upstairs. Uh, Joe Biden is not making decisions in the Oval Office. That 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 much should be clear to anybody. The guy barely knows where he is and who he's with half the time. Yeah, and the decisions that he actually is making, which you know he has to make, like let's pull our troops out. He's doing a terrible job because that has to come from him. I mean, unless they're, I mean, I I guess technically we've seen that the Joint Chiefs of Staff just do whatever they want. I mean, now we now know that for a short period this year, we had a military dictatorship in this country. I mean, (laughs) the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff said, you don't have the ability to to launch any kind of military strike. It has to go through me. We had a, for a couple of weeks, we had a military dictatorship, whether we knew it or not. Um, I mean, I guess maybe they're doing that under Biden, but by the book, technically he would have to do some things and the things he's doing, terrible. Terrible. They 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 bombed a guy in um, Afghanistan who was an aid worker filling up water jugs to bring it to people who were stuck outside the airport. He was going to give them water so they could stay hydrated because the American military wouldn't let them in. They they droned him, killed him, then went on TV and said we got him. I mean that that had to have gone through Biden. What a disaster! What a disaster! Well, I, I want to. Can, can we get back on t- target? So we talked about the swollen testicles. I think we spent enough time here. We're getting ready to go into break. We're almost we're, out of time. We're out of time. So I want to, uh, you know, you live in El Paso County, right? In Colorado. Correct. And the last part of this is a, a stolen elections. And we know what happened in California. Again, it was stolen. We've looked at the numbers. We've gone county by county. There are experts out there that are doing it. Newsom is a fraud. These voting machines have to be thrown out. Our biggest problem facing us today is the fact that the voice of the American people has been stolen by a small group of people who are literally using technology to gaslight and make themselves look bigger than they are. But I I just went ahead and put something up. And uh, Mr. Producer, I sent you these two things. The first one is the one I want you to put up. These are numbers from Seth Keschel. And if you'll look at it, the first one is just El Paso. It has 2020, 2016, 2012, 2008, and 2004. If you could put that up on screen. We're going to get that up here in a second. But what I want to show you, we've been looking to get a full forensic audit in Colorado for every county. 
There are stuff coming out about Mesa County. It's coming out right now. We have stuff in Mesa County that's coming out. We, they did not know that we did that, that, not we, but there has, yeah, we, part of the, the, the did a, uh, a image of the system before and after this trusted build. But I want to show you something in El Paso County, your county, Wayne Williams and people in your area are trying to say nothing to see here. Everything's safest election in history, right? And by the way, it's all good. Like everything we did is good. Go ahead and put this up, please. So this, by the way, is Seth Keschel's information. And for those of you that don't know, this information is the number of people that voted in the 2020, 2016, 2012 for the candidate that was for president in the GOP and Democrat side. Now, on the numbers on the far right, it shows the number of added Republican uh, people or Democrat that were added to the to the roles, the voting roles, in 2020, and he goes down to 2018, excuse me, 2016 and 2012. Now, so you see that there's a a, a big inf or influx in um, when when President Obama ran the first time in 2008, right? We see that 77,000 to 108,000, and then you see these standard deviations or additions that nobody was really excited about Hillary Clinton. El Paso County has always been a very stronghold for uh, conservatism. And in 2020, you saw that big jump from 16 of Trump just doing things to help the minority community, uh, you know, 14% increase in uh, the minority vote moving to President Trump. What do you think, based on 108,000 in 2016, what do you think the Dem Democrats got voting for basement Biden in a state that they had never been, that he had never come to visit. He never came to visit here. What do you think that number is, Derek? What do you think that number would be going from, uh, put it back up again, I think it's 108,000, 108,000. What do you think people voted for basement Biden was in El Paso County in 2020? What do you think that would be? What do I think it should have been or what do I think it was if it was monkeyed with? Well, if it was, you mean, what, what, just, do, you, what do you think it should have been, right? Organically. I think that number dropped from 108,000-ish to about 96. Right. And so we did a math. We did math and science. I mean, we just used basic algorithms to look at whether or not Dominion is cheating the American people out of their voice in this, in this stronghold for conservatism. You're not going to believe this. Go ahead and put up what basement Biden got in 2020. 161,941 votes in the safest election in history. He received an additional 52,000 votes, more than 52,000 votes in the 2020 election for president in El Paso County. Now we talk about stolen elections. Remember, they only added 20-some thousand to the voter rolls in 2020, but we're supposed to believe that every single person that moved into El Paso County, every single person that moved into El Paso County voted for basement Biden in a state that he never showed up. There was no enthusiasm. And yet we had massive numbers of people. The election was stolen. What is your thought on this, Derek? My thought is uh, I, I, you said something in the film we just, I just watched a couple of weeks ago. I can't think of the title, but you know, the documentary about the election. Yeah. Um, whatever. But you said something very sobering. You said, I don't know if we recover from this. I, I don't know if this can be reversed. If, if we, whoever we is, I don't know, people like you. So you've got very, very smart people. You know, these, the, the guys that, that put together Dominion and the people who are behind Facebook and Twitter, these are very, very clever people. Yeah. And they're going to learn better how to cover their tracks next time and the time after that and the time after that than this time. So you had situations, I believe it was uh, Maricopa County, Arizona, and another county in Michigan, in, in Detroit, where Trump's ahead, one o'clock in the morning, there's an influx of votes, and 100% of them are for Biden. Well, they're going to learn from that and say, okay, if we try that again, we can't make 100% of them for one candidate. We've got to do a better job of blending it. So if this doesn't get sniffed out and shut down, and I mean in the next 24 months, I don't know if this ever gets recovered. Well, it's going to get and recovered I because, I, because I think that people have come to the conclusion that they know they're lying. We know the left are a bunch of leftist terrorist radicals that are trying to destroy everything. But they're bringing all this other stuff in. 
bringing the virus in and bringing these mail-in ballots and everyone needs to wear a mask and using Runbeck, which, by the way, Wayne Williams works as a side gig for Runbeck while he's running for mayor and sits at, in, a, in a leadership position in El Paso County. He's out pimping his product for voting, just so you know, right now, right now in El Paso County, right? And yet they mm-hmm. want us to believe that nothing's happening. And, th- and frankly, it's going it's to take us getting in the streets, Derek. It's going to take us walking out there and saying we have power in numbers. But the, the gaslighting that's happening, calling people QAnon. I'm, I'm QAnon now, by the way. That's what they said to me. You're, Joe, you're now QAnon. I've never followed QAnon ever. All I care about is the voice of the American people and not turning us all into slaves. And that, by the way, we don't have 24 months. We have months, not years. And I'm, my guess is, is they're trying to run the clock and we got to do everything we can to stand up and say, oh, we've had enough. We've had enough. That'll be it. I mean, Derek, it's great to have you here. Great to have you here today. Pleasure's all mine. Whew. Read it. Watch it. Love it. Yep. And watch Uncle Tom Talks. Uncle Tom Talks day. Tuesdays and Thursdays. It's going to be great. It's going to be really great. And um, we'll be pushing it out. And guys, listen, it's going to be it's going to be an amazing show. Uh, Derek's going to br- drop a bunch of knowledge on you. More importantly, he's going to bring some people that think the same way that normal people think. Normal people. I didn't say black people, white people, green people, yellow people, purple people, right? I said normal people. People that have ethics and morals and and uh, you know love the Lord, right? Love God first and foremost. Derek, yep. thanks for coming. My pleasure. Max, you're, 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 you're muted, brother. I'm muted. I'm muted. Sorry about that. Right. Go back to my screen. In Dire Distress, the t-shirts are out. In Dire Distress on the shop, on store.conservative-daily.com. Pick it up. Conversation starter. People are going to come up to you and say, why is that flag upside down? You're going to tell them just why this country is in dire distress right now. So you can check that out. Show me that red one You want the red? You like the red one. There you, there you go. go. Yeah, I got to get that. I got to get That's that. That's hot. Hey, so also let's just do a last little plug at the very end for Mike Lindell of MyPillow. You can use code CD21, Charlie David 21 save up to 66%. The uh, Giza uh, sheets are still on sale. So are the slippers now. And you can get a bunch of other stuff. They have a pillow, uh, uh, pillow top. They have a, uh, a comforter cover. You got all sorts of stuff. Go to MyPillow and support Mike Lindell. He is an absolute hero, and he's done everything he can to support you and step in the gap. So please support him and use our code. It'll support us as well. Yeah, that's going to be it for this edition of the podcast. Thank you again, Derek, for stopping by. We're going to see you twice a week moving forward. Um, Everyone, check out all the links in our description. Sign up for the audio edition of the podcast. Very, very, very important. It's available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Podbean. Please do use Apple Podcasts if you can. Help, help follow us on Apple Podcasts. Give, give us a five-star review. Help us climb up in those rankings. That's, that's what the rankings tend to look at. But yeah, just check out all the links in the description. Until next time, remember, everyone, that the fight to take back our country is not over yet, but the only way we win is if we all stand up and fight together.